After a brief hiatus, we're back with Fort Worth Camera Radio. It's a beautiful, very, very, very hot day in Texas. The cultural district of Fort Worth, Texas, no less. And mm-hmm. we're coming to you kind of live from Fort Worth Camera. Um, I just got back from Las Vegas discussing unconventional marketing tactics. And it had a funny name, my presentation that was given to me by the uh, Independent Photo Imagers Association. And I was very proud to discuss uh, our podcast with a lot of people because it's an odd concept for a camera store to do a podcast and then call it radio, which uh, <laughs> some of it's effective. And sometimes we actually talk about photography, believe it or not. Oh, wow. And as such, sometimes we'll talk about photography today with Sandra Ramos. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Give me the, per- the correct pronunciation of your first and last name, please. It's Sandra Ramos. Thank you. Consistent A's. Sandra Ramos. San- there you go. Consistent, Don't call her. Consistent that. A's. That's the Texas pronunciation. That's right. That's right. Um, some of you may know her with her affiliation with Olympus cameras. Some mm. of you may know her affiliation with the National Park System. Some of you may know her as an affiliate to political campaigns. Let's talk about that first. Oh, my. How do you like that? How do I? Like I told that? you sometimes we talk about. Photography. How do I? Li- how do I like that I formerly worked in politics? Is yeah, that what you're asking. Um, you know, I I'm proud that I was a public servant. That I worked for um, to elect good people. I worked in the government, um, and I think that public service is a noble profession. Um, fortunately, I was always the person behind the scenes, which meant you know I could, I could. Uh, not be the one who takes a lot of the arrows, but uh, that's really where I, I started my photography. Was I was always the one with the camera behind the scenes. So, um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I loved it, and I, and I spent 20 years doing it. Um, when I retired uh, eight years ago, wow, eight years ago now, um, uh, you know, I knew that it was time to move on. But uh, I had a wonderful time. Um, so, photography did actually play a role in your previous career. Absolutely, absolutely. There, you know, there were times when you know we always needed to document what was going on with elected officials and, and different events, and so I happened to be the one who always had that handy. I'm trying to actually come up with a cool title for this episode because every title has the best titles. It'll it'll come to you. You know, thinking we, campaigning to cameras. Is that too cheesy? No, it's not at kinda, all. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, you the know. look on your face looks like yeah. I, I, I don't think, think so. I think it, it has to be an organic thing, and it'll come at some point. Oh no, I force all my humor. No, I was listening to your your uh, interview with Rambo and how you were. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, oh cool. People listen to this. I Turn do. on. And so you know, it sort of came. I think you know, in minute twenty one or something, when she said something about the millimeter of of movement or millimeter of one millimeter of movement. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that that was pretty incredible. And then that was the name of her podcast. So I think it's organic. So just let it happen. Cool. No pressure. Yeah. No, no pressure. We'll eventually discuss your affiliation with a camera company, but I want to say that last night's presentation of forward camera was awesome. Thank you. I loved it. Thanks. I'm a super nerd when it comes to national parks and of course photography, but why did you start loving national parks? And I'll say that living in Texas, although you've educated on me that there's actually 16 national parks, monuments, and recreational areas, yeah. I, uh, I being new to Texas, didn't know that there was that much opportunity. Yeah. So um, 
you know, working in the public service, I always knew about national parks. You know, Grand Canyon, we mm. all we all know the big iconic parks, but I never really paid much attention to them. Um, I was living in D.C. I had just retired from my political career, and a friend of mine said, "Hey, let's go to Gettysburg," and I'm like. Well, I'm only going because I have nothing else better to do in the middle of the week than to go to Gettysburg. And I went and absolutely fell in love. Um, it was the history. It was the beauty. It was the peacefulness. It was everything that I never knew I wanted. You know? And so it was, um, it was a transformative experience for me. And then immediately started researching, what is this National Park Service? What do they have to offer? Mm. And I found that there are 417 National Park sites across the country and it, beyond. There's some in Guam and American Samoa and, and Hawaii. And, and so um, I took it on as a mission to try to tell their stories. Um, I love the sociological aspect of going to different places and learning about the people and the culture. And, and this is a beautiful way for um, our history to be shown. And we have phenomenal stewards of these parks and our park rangers who, who know a lot of this, these histories and a lot of these stories. And I've befriended a lot of them and, and talked with a lot of them on how to tell others. And so my medium is show, show them the photograph because people are attracted to images. And so I, I photograph what I call um, accessible photography. It's not HDR. It's not over-processed. Um, it, it, it's the story of what that park is about. And so that's really what pulled me in. I like the fact that you just say not overly processed, or rather just said not overly processed, not a lot of HDR. It's a fairly organic image. Your yeah. images are fantastic. Thank your you. Im so, I'll say some of your images can be seen on Instagram at National Park Patch Lady. Yeah. On Instagram. Yes. Is there another Instagram? Well, there is, but that's my personal. Oh, one. sorry. Yeah. yeah, don't go to that one. Don't go to that one because that's just me going, hey, look at my crawfish that I'm eating for lunch and y'all don't really want to see. Food pictures. <laughs> So it's, it's anyway, don't search her. Uh, yeah, so look National Park Patch Lady. It's on Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's not Sandra, Sandra Ramos. It's National Park, National nope. Park Patch Lady. Yes. Uh, we're going to get to that uh, fun moniker in a moment. Oh, but yeah. Quick tip session. Please. Have you encountered any difficulty actually shooting uh, photographs in a national park kind of looking like you know what you're doing, meaning like you look maybe a little too professional and you've been encountered by anyone? As a, like a ranger or no, I um, you know I have, <laughs> <laughs> and and that's easy. You know, you when when I approach a national park, I always approach it from a very respectful position, right? So I do my research beforehand, um, particularly you know like Zion National Park. Now, if you are in a group of photographers, you're no longer to have tripods and things of this nature. If you're uh. photographing the White House, which is in President's Park in Washington D.C., you can't have it on a monopod or a tripod. And so know where you're going, right? And so I always take that into consideration. Um, but usually I stop off at the visitor center first, and I'm like, hey, you know, they see my camera, and they're like, what you're doing? I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to just take some pictures. What should I know? And, and just sort of abide by that rule. Usually when I get encountered at a national park, it's, it's someone goes, oh, you have a hood on your lens, so you must be a professional photographer. Can you take our selfie? You know, so that, that's really the only thing. Can you take that. our selfie? You know, Let's you, examine well, that for a moment. You know what I mean? Can you take my photo? Yeah, I got you. Um, and I'm like, oh, do I uh, Okay, fine. Um, and so that's really the only encounter I get. But, you know, be, be mindful, because remember, these are historic places, and so they deserve... Respect. Respect, you know, leave no trace, you know, leave only footprints on all of that good stuff. All right, so circling back. 
Yes. National Park Patch Lady. So I'll, I'll show this. Wait a minute. Where's my stuff? Where is it? Here we go. There. I'll show this to our cameras that are running right now on Instagram Live. You can't hear this right now because you, you missed can't. it. It was no longer live. But check it out. <laughs> National Park. I'll show it to that camera. Yeah. And my camera. Yeah. And not many people have their own uh, patch title. You're branding yourself. Look at that. Yeah. So tell me, how'd you get that? So I have a fabulous BFF who is an amazing graphic designer, international graphic designer in Denver. His name is Rick Griffith, and he uh, owns a firm called Matter. You can check him out at, at matterdesign.com. Um, and uh, when I started this venture, um, I collect, everyone's you know, a collector of some sort when you go to national parks, and so I collect patches. patches. And so I would sew them on my backpack and on my bags and all this kind of stuff. And so a friend of mine um, in Austin uh, took a photograph of me and created a meme that went over the interwebs for our friends that said, National Park Patch Lady on the History Channel. And okay. all of my friends sort of adopted this meme. And uh, so I went back to my friend Rick and I'm like, hey, I'm the National Park Patch Lady now. And uh, and so um, he, he was gracious enough to create a beautiful logo for me and send me a, a set of patches as, the, as sort of a, um, a way to, to be a liaison in the park system and to say, hey, you know, this, this is an important thing. So we were, I was super excited and, uh, and excited to get them, and uh, it's fun. Well, there you have it. Mine goes up on, on my cork board right now. Oh, hey, thanks. Yeah, well. Wow. Yeah, you get to be next to my Mexican wrestling mask. You know, uh, if you're next to a, what, what is it, a Lucha? Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Yeah, it says I, M, I'm see? perfectly good being next to the Lucha Libre. Yeah. You know, I'm... Wittily puts it on. <laughs> yeah. you, you won't be happy then. <laughs> um, anyway. Do you have a Lucha Libre name? Uh, yeah. Which is? I don't know. Uh, oh. Let me think. Oh, yeah, I had it. I had it. It was going to be good. Um, it's hard to pronounce. I turned the tables there. You see how I did that? <laughs> El mascaro. How nice. I don't know. It's just mascara. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> Pretty okay. eyes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Um, anyway. I want to steer this uh, back to politics for a moment. Okay. What's Air Force One like? <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's definitely kind of cool. Um, I have had the pleasure of being on Air Force One. Um, I worked for uh, a, a political organization back in the early 90s, and um, we had the opportunity to meet with the president and vice president on the tarmac. And they escorted a couple of us just very briefly to just sort of say, hey, this is the... So we got the Vanna White tour of the, the, the Air Force One. Because when I fly cool. Spirit, I fly in the big <laughs> front seats. I kind of envision it like that. It, it's... <laughs> I don't Someone laugh? Come on, that was gold. <laughs> I don't think it's quite um, as opulent as spirit. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, there's. It's really interesting because you know you've got all these cabinets and you've got all these swivel chairs and you know you've obviously got the press gaggle seats in the back and um, I mean it's definitely like a mini condo of sorts. But I think my favorite part was when you leave. There's a there's a and they know that they're going to be doing like a mini tour. They leave a bowl of. Um, 
of the president's favorite candy in these little boxes with the presidential seal on them. And on the back, it's got the presidential signature. And so Bill Clinton, when I went on Air Force One, he liked M&Ms. And so I, I had these mini boxes of M&Ms. And I remember taking two going, because I want to eat one to see if they're any different than regular M&Ms. And so, but and I they taste like cheeseburgers. <laughs> no? No, it actually tastes oh. like M&Ms. Um, right, it's not quite McDonald's. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, and then I lost the other box, so I don't have it, but I wish, and I wish I did, because I'm kicking myself. But um, yeah, it's, it was a cool experience, definitely. It was really neat to, to meet those folks. And I will, and as a, just sort of a sidebar, um, you know, you, you hear stories about how he can remember crazy details and stuff like years and years later. He as in Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, he, I had met him twice, like two years apart, and he remembered my name two years later. And that was just nutty beyond belief. Like he remembered details of our conversation. And I'm like, Sonder Ramos, how you doing? Something like that, exactly. <laughs> and so it super freaked me out. I'm like, who was the person who briefed him on this, this situation? <laughs> You're the girl who stole all my M&Ms. <laughs> Pretty much. Shh. Um, but yeah, but so so yeah, it it I, I've had some really cool experiences in life. Jeff, you're gonna be our new like Baba Booey. <laughs> just uh, call me Jeff. Or just Jeff, Greg. <laughs> who are you? Who am I? Where am I? Who are you? Okay. I've been trying to work myself. I say that into a lot. Who am I and where am I today? Because yeah. I travel so often that I really don't remember <laughs> what town I'm Jeff. in in the morning. So a friend of mine from Precision Camera in Austin, Texas, will will text me. Whoa, 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 whoa! What is this? Oh. What? Dropping names of other camera stores on this thing? Come they're, on they're now. friends of yours. We're all friends together. Um, they, they will text me every other day and say, you know that it's Thursday and you're supposed to be in New Mexico. And I'm like, I really appreciate this text message because I had no idea what was going on when I oh, woke wow. up. So. Well, you are busy. So yeah. tell us about how you came to be a super fan of uh, Olympus. Of Olympus cameras. Um I've been shooting Olympus cameras for a couple of years now. Um, I switched from a full-frame camera. Um, I didn't know that I necessarily was going to be full-time switching into a, a micro four-thirds camera. Um, I bought it as sort of a travel camera. I was going to Glacier National Park at the time, and I didn't want to carry a whole lot of glass because I'm only 5'3", and so with gear and everything else going on, you know, the, the, le the more weight I can cut, the better off I am. Um, so I bought... Uh, an Olympus EM10 um, and a couple lenses and I loved it and I loved the quality of the, the pictures and all that good stuff and um, found that the Nikon sat on the, the desk for a year and I hadn't picked it up. I was constantly using my Olympus and so at that point I said it's you know time to, to break the leash. I don't need a full frame um, and so why? Why? Um, the qu this is what I think the most important thing to tell people, um, people can be glass snobs, right? I need the fastest lens. I need the fullest frame. I need the, the biggest whatever. And the fact of the matter is, is 95% of people are not going to be blowing up their photograph to billboard size. They don't need that full frame everything. Um, Olympus has an amazing feature where they have a 50 megapixel high res option. So if you think you may be doing that, you have that option. Um, and so I can blow up my photographs to, an, you know, 24 by 36 and still have beautiful quality. And so for me, it made, just made a lot more sense to, to fully embrace the micro four thirds, mirrorless, less weight, more gear, more options, 
um, with a really great company that I believed in. And so I was just shooting Olympus. I was just shooting with these cameras and had met the reps um, in my local camera store, which I won't name again. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and they got to know me and, and I was constantly asking questions and wanting to know. And then they said, hey, would this be interesting to you? And I said, well, sure. So we talked about it and talked about it. And this being being an Olympus the super Olympus fan? rep, right? And this being an Olympus super fan. And so I came back from a trip to South Florida this past March. And they said, oh, hey, we're glad you're here. We're going to make you an Olympus super fan today. And I'm like, I'm glad I decided to show up. Thanks for letting me know. So, yeah, so that it, it really happened organically. And um, I think I have an interesting niche because it's not just landscape photography and it's not just travel photography. It's a little bit of a lot of things because national park photography incorporates portraits and details and macro and landscapes and all this fun stuff. And, um, and they said that could be interesting. You know, we kind of dig your style. And so, so that's what happened. So now I get to be an Olympus super fan ambassador and, uh, come to phenomenal stores like Fort Worth camera. And this is a beautiful store, by the way, if you haven't been to Fort Worth camera, it is pretty amazing. I would encourage all of you to come down. Um, well, it's no precision impressed. camera in Austin, that's for sure. No, it's... And it, <laughs> Wait, what was that? I, so anyway... Um, I think she said better. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> it's I think prettier. You, uh, hey. It's prettier. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, so that's how I became an Olympus ambassador, and, or a uh, super fan. And, uh, is, it, is it actually super fans instead it, of ambassadors? So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, they call it just the super fan. A yep. lot of people don't understand what super fan means, so we are allowed to say super fan ambassador. There's different levels. There's the visionaries that are the well-known photographers, right? And they also say, call themselves super Like Joe Edelman. Joe Edelman. And, and Tracy, Tracy McGlosky. And exactly. Featured prominently at the Fort Worth Photo Fest. Yes. And you like that plug? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and they're, they're a, you know, um, so there's a bunch of folks that, that get to be visionaries, but you know, I, I'm just me and I'm, and I'm good with what I'm doing and, and honored to, to work with Olympus. Awesome. Yeah. I think we hit all of our points. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. However, bonus question time, folks. Okay. Dum, dum, dum. Here it comes. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? It's like a warm hug. It sure is. Fort Worth camera I heard that in somewhere. Fort Worth, Texas. They're like, like they're both hug. like big warm hugs. They are, especially today. Yeah, y'all yeah. have been awesome here, like and I really want to appreciate it. I really want to tell you the how much I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. This podcast has been a presentation of Fort Worth Camera with locations in Fort Worth, Texas, and Grapevine, Texas. The engineer is Greg Woods. I'm your host, Mackenzie Hughes. Please visit us at fortworthcamera.com or fortworthphotofest.com and be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram.